We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And Light Ears listeners, welcome back. Uh, this week, Andy and I have a treat for you. We have Milos Jovanovic, writer for Mondo Sports, uh, also host of a Serbian basketball podcast, here to discuss the Warriors hiring Dijan Milojevic as an assistant coach. Uh, Milos, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing just great. So let's let's start at the beginning here. So I'm gonna take a guess that 99% of my listeners are not particularly <laughs> familiar with, but they are curious. They Serbian are Serbian basketball. Um, Milojevic is known as the Serbian Barkley. Is that true? When he was a player, <laughs> um, I've read that somewhere. I think I think there was a piece in the Athletic or something like today, which uh, which basically quotes him as the Serbian Barkley. Um, when I was describing him to, to a mutual friend of ours, I think I said the Serbian <coughs> Anthony Mason. Okay. Uh, which is uh, because um, Milojevic, when, uh, when he came in through the youth ranks, he played for, a, let's just say, a lesser established Belgrade club when he was like 15, 16 years old. He was very raw. And uh, Barkley had a certain finesse to his game, despite the roughness and uh, and the rebounding prowess which he had. But Milovic was, you know, a very very raw kind of guy. Basically, he didn't have good hands, and he didn't have really smooth technique. His his jump shooting was, let's just say, very interesting in the first. But <laughs> he had he had the skill and he had the tenacity. I mean, the rebounding skill and a sheer tenacity. We'll just run you over. Wikipedia says that, and I haven't verified this, but it says that he scored 140 points in a single U-train game, which I find, actually, I think that's entirely possible because I, I had the fortune of watching Milovic play in his, what was probably his first true senior year in, in, on, on a top flight level in Serbian basketball, which was something like 98, give or take. And uh, the guy really stood out. Because back in the day, we didn't really have those undersized power forwards, you know. Right. Your prototype European basketball of the era, which was uh, mid to late 90s, was something like one point guard, uh, two shooters, and two inside players. And we uh, 
indiscriminately call those inside players centers. It was something like 1.2 shooters to centers. And he would play one of those centers, so to speak. But the guys, I mean, he's listed as six foot seven. I really say he's, he looks six foot five to me, honestly. But the guy was so bulky, so muscular, and uh, he would routinely so, out rebound everybody else. So, to, on some level, and that makes sense, we say Anthony Mason. Anthony Mason and Charles Barkley are kind of, there's similarities there. Obviously, Barkley was the more talented and accomplished players, but they're both, honestly, you can even say Draymond Green in this category, too. All three of them are undersized power forwards uh, who are generally the most aggressive player on the floor because, and maybe the smartest player on the floor at most times too. And they get by a lot on that combination of aggression, strength, and um, just kind of IQ. So, so what you're describing, him was kind of a, you know, undersized power forward who made up for it with his strength and his tenacity and all those aspects. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a good joke, which I want to relay because I'm, I'm I'm good friends with his coach from uh, from his first club, who you might also remember, Alexander Jikic, who used to be an assistant coach in uh, Minnesota Timberwolves under, I believe, Dwayne Casey was it, but uh, that was like something 15 to 20 years ago. But he coached Milojevic in his in his first club, and uh, he he would tell me that uh, when people ask him what position is this guy playing, he would tell him he plays a six, but basically <laughs> something like an upgraded five. So that that he called it a six. <laughs> so Mihilovic is um, he's been a hot, he's been a sought after coach for NBA teams right now, and um, you know that's good news for the Warriors. Be able to get a coach who more than one team want to sign. Why do you think it is he is so sought after by NBA clubs? Well, um, as you're aware, uh, Mihilovic was a head coach uh, with Mega, which is uh, you know. A, Right now is a household name, more so in American basketball than I would say in European, for simple reasons. Basically, it's been uh, established as a you know stable of elite talents which are coming in year after year. I believe they have something like 12, 13 draft picks over the last, I don't know, 10 years or something like that, which is big for a European program. And uh, a specialist, I mean, uh, Milovic as a coach is very much renowned for working with big men. So uh, Mega as a club is not really a conventional sports club for Europe. And, you know, normal clubs like Real Madrid, Barcelona, and so on and so on, they're typically asked to compete for the highest honors, to win titles, cups, whatever. Uh, with Mega, which is strongly affiliated with uh, Mishko Rajnatovic, a European uh, basketball agent and one of the, you know, power brokers of the EuroLeague, uh, basically the goal is try to establish as much young talent as possible and uh, then uh, make the club uh, exist year after year after year by uh, basically selling them through and eventually getting uh, uh, fees from the NBA clubs. So that kind of so a for feed, example, feeder club for, for bigger teams, essentially. I, 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 would, I would observe it as kind of a college program in the middle of European professional basketball scene. And this is their mission, and uh, they're very successful at that. I mean, occasionally they will compete for the, for the owners. They won a cup in uh in the in the serbia and they played the finals of the adriatic league i think in 2016 they will occasionally compete when they have a good crop of players but uh, they're mostly renowned for you know like launching individual talents and one of them of course is the reigning mvp of the nba nikola Jokic, who is a mega product 
but also when when a certain player is like having an off year or is recovering from an injury or something like that and if Rajnatovic is his agent he will get picked up by Mega to you know get his career back on track kind of so Boban Marjanovic is another one of those he was basically down and out in 2013 or 12 I don't remember right now he had a bad spell in uh, CSK Moscow and um, he was just you know trying to get a place to latch on and refine his skills so he landed with Mega and uh, Milevich helped mold him into the guy we all know and love today uh, after that came Jokic and then he worked with uh, Zubats of the LA Clippers uh, uh, Rade Zagorac who had a short spell with Memphis uh, Timothy Luwawu who's playing with FX Sixers right now yeah I'm I guess I'm I'm interested too, if, if we were Warriors fans, because you talked about it first, people that are coming off an off year or injury. Now, we've got a guy, we've got a 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid that's coming off of both. Uh, one very good is rookie season, and he's coming off a meniscus injury. You mentioned that he coached Nikola Jokic, MVP, and Boban Marjanovic, who's a good NBA center. Um, is he teaching certain things for a certain player? Or excuse me, is he ter- teaching certain things to everyone, or is he just kind of helping different players as different use cases. Because Wiseman isn't either of those players. I don't think he'll be kind of – his skill set isn't of either of those guys, really. So I'm curious. The Warriors are obviously bringing this coach for him. Like, they can say whatever they want, but this is kind of what they're doing it for. And so I wonder <laughs> yeah. kind of what is his style, right? Is he trying to turn Wiseman into someone else? Or is he just saying, Wiseman, here's what you're good at. Here's how I can help. And like, I'm, I'm curious what his mindset is as a coach. I would go with a ladder. If if I if any prior work is uh, is is serving as evidence, I would go with a letter because he didn't really mold. I mean, Boban and Jokic are two very different <laughs> players, obviously, right, right. and somehow he he managed to get the best out of both of them in their own separate ways, so to speak. So yeah. I, I think uh, what uh, what what I should really single out here because uh, I I know some players. When Milevic was was a player, he landed with Partizan Belgrade, one of the premium clubs in the in the region and one of the uh, biggest European clubs in, of the past thirty or so years. Uh, he was considered a veteran player. I think that was in two thousand and four. Uh, and a younger crop of players who would come after him, especially in the power forward and center positions, were looking at him uh, to be mentored by him. And a lot of young players who went off to great careers, say that he was a really an ideal kind of a teammate, you know, the kind of guy who's going to tell you, uh, look, when you're, you know, when you're buying your first car, he's going to help you out. When you're trying to, you know, find a new flat, he's going to help you out and uh, all, all, all those kinds of things. So he's, they just basically looked at him as a big brother kind of guy. And I think he successfully translated that skill of his, that let's call it people management, into the professional mm-hmm. coaching scheme. So I say um, he, he really knows how to find, uh, you know, how to, how to make something which a player already knows work best for him in a professional career. And that is, uh, that's what we need. That's ideal yeah. because, that I mean, ideal. We, we all love Jokic as a player. He's excellent. There's not a lot of similarities between James Wiseman's skill set and Nikola Jokic's. So uh, it's good to know. Uh, what is uh, Milojevic's kind of temperament like because the the, the second the second factor here is uh, Steve Kerr's coaching staff has been largely the same for for five six seven years now Uh, they're all kind of his buddies this is like the first time they're kind of going outside of the bubble to bring in new voices and I'm just curious how uh, uh, what his temperament's like 
I think he adjusts to a situation. He probably ran his name through YouTube and probably the second clip is a brawl from 2006. Yeah, I, was just, I watched <laughs> that this morning. I watched that this morning, yeah. Yeah, he was never a guy to shine. Well, I mean, as I said, as a player, he was extremely physical. And it was scary watching him. Because, I mean, there's, there's this guy who's just, you know, like a tank. The guy's just running you over. He, he would he would routinely jump against, you know, seven footers and steal rebounds of them. And as a player, he was very intense. And as a coach, sometimes you see that fiery side of him uh, on sidelines. Of course, he won't really have many opportunities to do so. It is the NBA, of course. He will be an assistant on the head coach. But uh, they say that, you know, uh, he's, he's highly adjustable, I would say. And, uh, you know, this being the NBA, probably the good old Serbian fire and brimstone approach is not something which you might want to look in a coach, but uh, I'm pretty sure he will be able to unleash it if the situation calls for it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm also curious in terms of Sam mentioned coaching. So one step further, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm interested in how he's going to teach kind of the coaching staff. Like, how is he going to deal with the coaching staff? Right. I, I think dealing with the players, what everyone thinks about, but how about Steve Kerr? Cause like Sam said, he's had the same guys around him for a long time. He doesn't really get challenged. He kind of does whatever he wants and it's worked for a very long time, but there's a reason why this guy is now on the staff, right? There is a reason. And so I'm curious, is he going to be a person that's going to challenge Steve Kerr? Do you know? I mean, who knows, right? But do you feel like he's going to be someone like that that says, hey, Steve, we should be doing this, right? And, and kind of make his point known. Because I don't think Bruce Frazier is that guy who's an assistant coach. I don't think Mike Brown's that guy. I don't think Jaron Collins is that guy. Pal. It's a very intriguing question, actually. And I'm not sure if I can give you a very good answer <laughs> sure. to it. Because sure. obviously, you know, for somebody, I mean, he's not an unknown on the coaching circuit in the NBA. He did a couple of summer league stands. And Seems very for popular. Last, yeah, he for seems the very, well, yeah. for people the last like five or six years, yeah. I would say that, uh, you know, if, if you ask people around here what would be Milovic's best coaching post, and uh, pro people would probably say an assistant in the NBA, something geared towards player development. Um, he was supposed to cross over last year. Then, of course, COVID happened and so on and so on. So that kind of mm -hmm. dragged out a bit. He, his his ex-club even gave him a farewell game, which you oh, wow. might have seen on YouTube. Uh, Jokic participated. I think that was the first pictures of the famous skinny Jokic, which which broke through, if you, if you remember. <laughs> yes. That was last summer or last June. Or the the gray jacket that's too small. 
on him. <laughs> yes, yes. I think those were the first public pictures of the skinny Jokic and at the farewell game, which he attended. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of stalled and the mega changed coaches. So he finished off the season unexpectedly at his former club, Uduchnost, which is in Podgorica down in Montenegro. And uh, he, he won the, he lost the Adriatic finals, but he won the, the domestic league and he won domestic cup. So he's kind of going out on a high, so to speak. Um, I'm not sure, honestly, because as I said, he's not an unknown quantity in the NBA circles. But, you know, first time coach, and especially here, I mean, uh, in Europe in general, and, you know, Sergio Scariolo, who was an assistant, I think, with Raptors for, for quite a while, he has just right. signed over for Virtus Bologna in Italy. And his first statement was something like, I can't wait there anymore because NBA doesn't want a European head coach, something to that extent. So coaches coming over from Europe uh, to the NBA, I'm not sure if they're going to be all that mouthy in the first couple of years, of course. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm not sense. sure if I can give you, I'm not sure if I can give a straight up answer, but knowing Milovic, you know, I say, you know, if you saw him play, I'm pretty sure he's not going to sit idle, but he's going to, you know, Time his moments good. Let's just yeah. say like, read yeah. the room, as I like to say. Yeah, wait, yeah. Wait read time. the room. Um, that actually brings me to my last question. I wanted to ask you guys. So y- you brought this up before. Um, the culture around coaching in Serbia and Europe is fundamentally different than America. They had they have a little more power over there. Can you kind of describe what you view as the difference? Um, well, yeah. I mean. Um, Basically, you know, they say that the NBA is the players league and they say your right. league is a coaches league. That's like a kind of age old adage. And it, it's changing in the recent times. But me, you know, being 40 years old now, and I remember growing up with, uh, with people who are in Hall of Fame right now, like Coach Ivkovic and uh, Pesic, who won the World Cup in Indianapolis, beating the, the dream team and so on and so on. You know, all those guys were extremely unpleasant if you, if you watch from the television set. Now, all of their former players are going to vouch for them and say, this guy taught me everything. But if you look at it from today's perspective, it looks, uh, well, it looks pretty goddamn scary, I'm going to tell you. I mean, that does, it's just like a bunch of guys screaming, obscene, uh, just, you know what, think Bob Knight. That, yeah, I was, was going to say, that. just a bunch of Balkan Bob Knights. Yeah, here. exactly. Like Bob Knight on steroids. That, that's that's basically how, how it looked like. Uh, so this this kind of coach, which we all love and cherish, is basically on his way out. And um, right. this was confirmed when uh, Igor Kokoshkov, a former Phoenix Suns coach, was appointed right. the new head coach of Serbia national team, and he appointed Milojevic as his assistant. Even I know that name. Yeah, yeah. he's been around the NBA for for a long while. And uh, he appointed Milovic as one of his assistants, which says something in a way that, you know, the culture is changing within the Serbian national team, which was always kind of, um, you know, aggressive, which I just, yeah, very (laughs) aggressive and very, you know, if if you spoke the language, it could, uh, well, even if you don't speak the language, I think you can make what's, what's going on on the sidelines over there. But uh, basically, him him hiring Milovic as, as one of his assistants uh, on the national team uh, spoke volumes that they're kind of changing the culture around a bit, and they want somebody who's more player centric, so to speak, in, in his approach. Yeah. So he's more he's got more of a new school approach, and not what you traditionally think of for uh, European coaches being kind of a tyrant. 
Yeah, he's he's considered kind of a mix. I've seen him bark out, uh, you know, chew out people on the sidelines, but I've seen him, you know, basically every. I I haven't met a former player of his who's not now singing praises of him. He's known to be in contact with all his former pupils, so to call them. I know he's tight with Jokic, with Boban as well, and um, all those other guys who are across the world. So I think he's an asset. If if you're asking me, I mean, I think his skills are highly translatable to, to what's going on in the NBA. And let's face it, him running the program in Mega, I think he's in the right spot right now. I think he was priming for this for the last five or six years. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I got two more names for you. Um, Go ahead. And I want to hear your quick thoughts on each one. Uh, the first one, Alan Smiley-Geach. And the second one, Nemanja Nedovic. <laughs> <laughs> two more. Uh, the European Derek Rose. Yes. I was hoping you were going to ask me about Charles Jenkins, but okay, fine, yes. <laughs> we hey, we throw um, him in there too. We'll throw Let's him just... in there too. All three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's. I just spoke with Sam actually before. You know, Alvin Kuzmich is he's still playing with Red Star Belgrade. He's oh, is, Kuzmich. Is, how did I forget. You know, oh yeah. come on, man. He, the, the man won two rings in a season. You can't, you know. <laughs> yes. um, regarding Alan key, Smiley, key part of the, key part of the Warriors title team, by the way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You know that they used to. That there's an there's an age old joke in European football culture when somebody says he's a key player, that means he has the keys to the locker room. So I guess <laughs> this is. I, I'm not sure if you meant it in that kind of context. Oh, I did. I, I, I don't did. even know if he had the keys. Honestly, <laughs> he would have been the custodian. That, oh man, he he is doing good. Right, I mean, he had a really rough uh, couple of years with uh, with some personal issues, but he's doing fine right now. Regarding Smilagic, a bit of an enigma for us. Nobody really saw him play uh, over here before. I mean, he was drafted for the Warriors. We're like, really? Who? But um, I think he's coming into his... I'm not sure about his contractual situation or if he's going to stick in the NBA, right? His name is being swirled around a couple of European clubs as we speak, including Red Star Belgrade, as a matter of fact. But, you know, he's being quoted as, a, you know, reinforcement for the next year's EuroLeague. I don't, I don't know what his status is, honestly speaking. Um, he'll probably be back. I, I mean, he won't be back with the Warriors. He'll, he'll be in, in Europe is, is where he's probably Yeah, it so, sounds like it, yeah. I yeah. mean, um, I'm kind of intrigued by his skill set. He seems to have a really good footwork. Uh, he moves around very well, but he's still very raw. And probably, you know, uh, NBA kind of club. I'm not sure NBA right now is a great place because he's probably going to spend more time in G League and maybe he wants to, you know, try himself in the Euro League and uh, see how it works and maybe come back after he's more ready. That's one of the options. Uh, he has uh, passed on uh, playing for the national team this year, citing needs for individual improvement, which is all well and fine. I think he's looking for something, but... Well, I wish him all the best. That's that's all what I'm gonna say. We haven't really seen much of him. You know, you can't see Santa Cruz airing in Serbia fairly often, and he's hard really enough to watch for... it over here. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't really play many games for the Warrior. I've seen the one where he started though. I stayed up to watch that, and he, if I remember correctly, he opened with a three-point shot, and then he uh, bricked another six or seven. But uh, <laughs> there was uh, there there was there was a fairly fun game. I mean, I like him. I like him. There, there's a documentary about him in, in the Serbian television where he's, you know, they take him through his neighborhood in Belgrade. And uh, he seems like, you know, very calm, relaxed kind of guy, maybe not completely aware of everything going around with him at this age. But 
I think he's going to grow in a, into an interesting player. I, I, I like the skill set. As I said, I like the mobility, and he kind of he, he kind of can grow into something very interesting. Uh, regarding Nedovic, um, yeah, well, uh, fa- famous for being the last ever person to leave the lips of David Stern uh, as as the, as the commissioner. I think he was the last name of that draft of the first round, at least. So that's that's kind of a you know pub quiz trivia question, which we always wow. fall back to. Um, Nedovic, uh, a former Red Star player, me being a fan, of course, holds a special place for me, but. Um, I think he maybe, maybe, maybe had you know, a better shot if he didn't land with the Warriors, which were obviously stacked in, in the backcourt at the time. Uh, he returned and played a couple of seasons in Spain, and he's really finding his own now in Greece. He has massively improved his handles um, and his three-point shot, which was a big question mark. And I think now he's a very, you know, something like higher-end combo guard on the EuroLeague market. He's still quick. Um, had some issues athletic. with injuries. Always, always has very athletic. But now he, his jump shot is far, far more, far more better than what you might remember. So you know he's in the mix every every year when his contract expires. Uh, he always speaks. He would like to come back to Belgrade. Maybe now is the year. I don't know. Could be. I like Nemanja. He was fun. He was. He, fun. he is. He is. Uh, he recently got married as well. I'm not sure if you saw in the news. If that kind of news gets over to you. But, yeah, so. <laughs> Let's let's use this to you know extend extend our congratulations, and uh, you know he's in Athens right now I believe and uh, hasn't played in a while um, injury issues but uh, I think he's a lock for the national team if if everything goes well and he's probably going to be in a backup combo guard position uh, he's he's a popular he's a popular player with the Serbian crowd basically we, we haven't seen as you said the, the Serbian rose how how did you call him um, and. That's, European that's Derek Rose was what European he was Derek was Rose. what he was um, advertised as when he came over. He, he he definitely has some of those Rose moves. Let's just put it like <laughs> I that. Love and, it. Uh, I love it. And uh, could could be could be an interesting player down there. I'm really looking forward because he missed a couple of last uh, national team trips, so he could really be an asset. You know, when he when that guy lights up, he can score like 15 in a couple of minutes, and that's something which every 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 national team needs right now. Right. Um, and then Charles Jenkins, let's, let's hit on him for one minute before we go. Red star legend, right? Legend, absolute <laughs> legend played for four years, uh, four seasons over three stints, uh, came in, in, uh, 2013, stayed until 2015, went over to Milan, came back for a year, went over to Moscow, came back for a year, uh, all-around great guy, holds a Serbian passport, loves the country, loves the people. You know, he is one of the most popular imports which we ever had in this country. Uh, tenacious defender, one of the best on-ball defenders in EuroLeague. Good, you know, good three and D guy. I would say, really nice, down-to-earth kind of person. You know, we all love him here. So Charles Jenkins is a legend. And while we're saying, shout out to Marcus Williams, one of the best ever imports as well for us. <laughs> and another former Warrior. Let's just put it that way. I'm trying. What other Warriors have been in on Red Star? Who are we forgetting? We got Marcus I, Williams. We have uh, Charles Jenkins, Kuzmich. We've forgotten someone. I do. Mm. There's a possibility, but uh, I can't say how the bad. I, I don't know. I mean, oh, oh, oh you uh, don't. Know. <laughs> I got Sasha Danilovich was a Warriors draft pick, so that counts for something. Yeah, I don't think he ever played on the Warriors, though. No, nah, he played for Miami and Dallas. Yeah. We, might have to, we might have to get you back when the Warriors end up with um, 
what's his uh Nemanja Bjelica. Sorry if I'm if he's not. I feel like he's he's Serbian. He's Serbian. Yeah, he's Serbian. <laughs> Yes. Serving, if the Warriors leader. end up with him, there's a shot at it this offseason. We'll have to we'll have to discuss that one because uh, he's, really? he's not a bad he's not a bad basketball player. He's better than all the names that we just talked about for sure. He's good. Yeah. They could he use a good. big man who could shoot off the bench. Yeah. He, he, he's with the national team right now. I've seen some footage of him practicing this morning. Oh, so see, yeah, there you go. I bet he I bet he shoots like sixty percent from three. <laughs> that line. Yeah. Because he's a good NBA line three point shooter. He's a good NBA uh, power forward stretch for yeah. I agree good. with that. He's good. All right, Milos, we really appreciate your time. Uh, tell our listeners where they can find your work if they're interested. You can find my podcast on YouTube, and uh, it's kind of uh, difficult to transcribe. Just try looking for my name. That should be enough. But uh, there's a couple of them in English uh, as well. Uh, the, the aforementioned Charles Jenkins. If anybody wonders what Charles Jenkins is up to, there is a podcast with him. And there is a podcast with another uh, highly rated import and be directly Billy Barron. There's podcasts with Dave before, actually, in English as well. Ah. So here we go. There's, we'll, we'll put that in the description. Stuff. Put that in the description. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll link it to our listeners. We appreciate yeah. you, sir. Thank you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.